Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Born September 21st in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. He took his start doing impressions of his teachers in high school to becoming one of the most sought-after voice artists in the country. He's best known for his work as Joey on the long-running series, Full House. You've seen him on the VH1 reality series, The Surreal Life and the Netflix reboot, Fuller House. And he is, simply put, one of our favorite people to have on the show. Please welcome, longtime friend of the show, Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier. It has been too long, brother. It really has, man. It's it's been way too long. I, I think, you know, it's uh it's been I think it's honestly been too tough to get together and talk. <laughs> you know That's what I tell all my friends. <laughs> you, you know, I just uh, <laughs> we were talking about how, uh, how frustrating and, and 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 still super raw it is with about Bob. Well, yesterday was Bob's birthday, yeah. and the entire Full House uh, cast, you know, we're, we're on a text string, and so we were texting pictures back and forth. Lori Laughlin and Andrea Barber went uh, graveside and visited Bob yesterday out in California. Me and Mike Young, who uh, Mike toured with Bob, opened yeah. with Bob for 10 years, yeah. we got together and went, and, uh, went out to my property and we smoked a cigar because uh, Bob loves cigars so I mean it's yeah it's um it's tough losing somebody that you've known for 40 some years you know I met Bob when I was 18 and yeah it's uh that's we, never going away no you slept you I said you slept with him you slept at his house I did I slept with Bob many times um <laughs> Many, many times, and it was just out of pure necessity. We were sure. struggling comedians, and you know we didn't have anywhere else to lay down. Yeah, no, it's it's he was one of those guys. Like it, it's hard to explain to people. If you knew him, uh, you understood. And honestly, I think the other thing is what you saw is what you got with Bob, and it was even deeper, and it was even more uh, empathic. And and he was maybe the kindest human being I've ever met. 
He was. That's all true. And he loved the fact that I would tell people, uh, Bob is my filthy Jewish sister. <laughs> Dude, that was his great, his little valve. If things got dark, if they got hard, instead of internalizing it, that, 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 that valve would pop on Bob and he would say something. You're like, oh, God damn, man. Like, like, every once in a while, we'd be sitting around after a show over at his hotel or something and, and drinking a little bourbon and, and, and talking, and, and he'd say something so over the top, and then he'd look at me and go, that is not for the radio. <laughs> you know, he was, he was letting you know, like, that's, that's not a repeater, my friend. That's not for anybody else. Yeah, and you just want to say, Bob, that is not for uh, 99% of human beings, <laughs> what you just said. Yeah, yeah, and you know he valued, and you knew this. He valued you, your and your brotherhood so much. Like you know, when his mom was passing, and, and the fact that you were all there, and the fact you farted on his mom when she was dying. That's the most lovely thing you can do for for <laughs> Bob's mom. You know, and I made a choice. I was the guy who, uh, you know, I stuck my butt out there and yeah. uh, went out on a limb, and I thought, you know what, you got to do it. And I did. Oh. And it was pure love. It was all about love. Of course, man. It, it, it is. That's, that's how you know it's real brotherhood. And, you know, I, I think, <laughs> you know, I think for me, what was hard, uh, I, and I was getting off a plane. I'd just been out of the road for two weeks, backpacking through Barcelona and Germany and, and in London. And I was landing in Boston when the, my phone went off and Bob, the news broke that he had passed uh, during my, my flight back from England. And so I, I'm in this airport trying to get home, you know, and you're a little rung after a couple of weeks and I'm just reading this and then the texts start coming. I'm just like it was for you, I'm sure. And then I'm just a weird grown man on an airplane flying from Boston to Kansas City crying in a, in a seat, man, just like trying to face the window because I'm, I was so, it was so shocking to me. It hit all of us. I mean, it dropped us. It was a heart punch. And I was texting Bob that morning. And uh, he made me laugh texting some really inappropriate stuff. And uh, the last text I sent him was, hey, brother, I love you. Have a great show tonight. And then the next day, Stamos called me. And, uh, you know, he was FaceTiming. And and, uh, I thought, this is a weird time of day for John to be FaceTiming me. And. And so I made some stupid joke, and John said, Bob Saget died. And when he said Bob's full name, it, it, because I'd, I'd never heard John, you know, it would just be, he'd refer to him just, hey, Bob, you know. Yeah. But to hear him say Bob's full name, it really just registered uh. so weird. And I asked John about that. I said, why did you say Bob's full name that was so weird and he goes because I just couldn't fathom that he was gone right right it 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 was that it was that moment of uh because it it even now like that's my frustration with it is it was just a random accident in life yeah and and those are the ones that hurt the most the yeah. ones that just come out of left field and suddenly someone's gone you know i I lost my brother last year at this time, and uh, he took his own life and uh, that was one of those same instances where you just don't know who to turn to, you don't know how to feel, you don't know what to do with this rough yeah. 
sadness that overcomes you. And, and, um, you know, when I found my brother, I found my brother actually at my dad's house down the basement. Uh, I just didn't know. David, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. what to do. And, and the toughest part about it, Johnny, was, was having to go upstairs and tell my dad. Yeah. And I just fell apart. I, I you know, and I just knew this news uh, right now that I have to deliver to my dad is just going to, I, he was 91 years old. I, I, I thought this could kill him. This could just, and it and it was just one of those things that you do in your life that you can never not see again, and so it you know it gives you it does the the positive silver lining here is that it does give you tremendous perspective about the value of life and love yes and friendship yes yes it's uh, and then you lost your father yeah I lost my dad. Uh, Two months ago. Yeah, me too. And, I, I lost um, my father two months ago as well. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. Yeah. No, you I know, just, it, it's, it's, um, it's tough to see your parents get old. You know, it, it's even tougher to have to say goodbye. Um, you know, but I, I was really, if you can say lucky, I was lucky that my dad was in his final week and my wife said, you better get over here. And I said, okay. Cause my wife, Melissa was a trooper. I mean, she, she and my dad were, you know, thick as thieves and he just loved her and they adored each other. And she said, you need to get over here. And I said, okay. So I went over there and he was just completely out of it. They already had him on hospice and morphine. And, and I just grabbed his hand and I started talking to him and I got to tell him all the things that a son can say to a father about how you're proud and, and lucky to have them and, you know, thank you. And I love you. And I got to say all those things. And my dad opened his eyes and squeezed my hand. And, uh, I just knew at that point that he heard me, that he was still in there. And I'm forever grateful to be able to have done that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My dad, uh, we didn't expect him to die with, we thought he was coming home and he, and he turned septic. And I, I was flying in from Dallas, and I, I'm so glad because I almost stayed an extra day. My, my brother called me in the morning said, you need to get here. And, uh, yeah, and it, it all just happened so very fast. But luckily, my entire family was surrounding my father. And, and you know, it's as good as it can be, and you can you say what, what you want to say. And everybody had time with Dad, and, and it just – but you never, you're never ready to say, my dad died today. No, no. But – the beauty of it is that there was love in that room yeah. surrounding yeah. him. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the world is forever grateful for those kind of moments. Yeah. And it does, it does make perspective everything. Because it, it's, you know, again, with Bob, like, I, I don't know how long it'll take to, to feel differently about it, but I'm, I'm almost angry at the, at the world because I'm like, dude, dude, come on, this was just, he wasn't sick. He didn't do drugs. He didn't want to die. He loved people. He loved performing. I was going to see him again. I, we had text over Thanksgiving. I was like, man, we just we were having a great conversation. And, uh, you know, and I can't wait to see you. And he's like, I can't wait to get to Kansas City. And just, and just you know, I, I look back at those texts on my phone. And, and, I, and I go, God damn it, man. Like, it was all fine. Everything was fine. And then it's not fine. 
and uh, and it just it breaks my heart for Kelly and it breaks my heart for his kids and for my, for you and for Stamos and for everybody who knew him because dude he felt and you know this he felt he was a true empath like he when the world was bad he felt bad he felt responsible somehow he wanted people to be better he wanted them to to, to feel better like he genuinely I believe he really cared as deeply as anyone I've ever known about this planet. He did. That's all true. And, uh, you know, the world is a lot less funny. And, and this past year, I mean, losing Norm MacDonald and Louis Anderson and Gilbert Gottfried and Bob, I mean, you know, heaven is laughing really hard right yeah. now. But, you know, we as a planet, we need that laughter right now so much um, in this divisive world that we live in. And, um you know, I, I just see all this hatred that's being taught to people. Yeah. And uh, you need the Bob Saget's in the world as kind of a huge relief valve uh, that just kind of tells you, you know what, it's okay to laugh and it's okay to feel things, but it's not okay. And it's okay to love, but it's not okay to hate. That's right. That's right. And that's what, and that's what he did. And that's what he, I mean, that's, those are the shows he did. Like, Man, when people would laugh, and you know this, you're a comedian. If you're just joining the show, friend Dave Coulier, and this is the first time we've spoken on the show since since Bob's passing. You know, we've, we sent each other messages, but honestly, I, I wanted to call a couple times, but I was like, man, I just feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna make it even worse for Dave because I feel like I'm just gonna cry on the phone. And it really, it, it's as strange as that is, because I I loved Bob and 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 we were definitely friends. But I mean, it's not like I had 40 years with him. But for whatever reason, he had that ability to bring you into his world. And, and make you feel like you were always a part of his family, like genuine. Yeah, and he was, you know, at the end of the day, he was a really down-to-earth guy. Yeah. And I loved one of his lines, you know. He said, hey, you know what? People go, gosh, Bob, I love you so much. I love your show and Full House. And he'd go, you know what? I put my underwear on over my head just like everybody else. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> you, hey, all right, let's, listen. We get, let's talk about some other funds. Let, let me talk about something. Are you building your own house? I am. I went to contractor school, and I passed all the classes. It took me six months, but it still doesn't mean I know how to build a house. So, By the way, that's a, hard, that's a very hard uh, achievement. I have two friends who had to take that, that, uh, that test, uh, I think, twice, at least twice. It's hard. It's hard. It's, well, because it's a lot of law. It's a lot of medical, um, you know, looking out for your employees. It's insurance. It's regulations. It's not much about building homes. Right, it's really right. about business infrastructure. But, you know, I wanted to learn, and so I'm the owner-builder of our house here in Michigan. And uh, it's going to be beautiful. But, man, I'll tell you, I am so humbled. I, it, that's a real skill. When you can build a home put all of those building blocks together and have it come out as a, as a really nice home. That's such a skill that I've always admired. So I, I really wanted to learn, but man, I'm getting my ass handed to me. I'll yeah. tell you just yeah. with regulations, permits, dealing with counties and municipalities, the infrastructure before you even pound a nail or put a board up, uh, it, there's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. I those guys. And if you have <laughs> a people who do it, if you meet a dick along the way, like somebody with the, the permits person or a codes person, and they just decide they don't think you're great, it can be a very <laughs> long day for you, man. I've yeah. I, 
I've seen that too. Like you learn early, and you're a charming cat, so I'm sure you're doing fine. But man, I've seen I have friends who are you know builders, and they're a little rough around the edges. And man, they'll get they'll let it get loose a little bit, and suddenly it's a long day of I don't have time. I guess you can come back tomorrow. We'll talk about this permit, and it's it's hard. I did rough in I did rough in construction forever, and I've helped my friends do everything from you know electrical to uh, being the you know running pipe to, to roofing houses you know, across the board. So it's hard, but. You're building your own house, Dave Goulier. Like, that's the house that your kids will come to, the house that, you know, your 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 family will always go, this is the house that dad built. This is the house that Dave built. This is, you know, this is your family legacy now. And that's that, I think, is is a pretty neat romantic idea. It is. You know, and I, I turn into Beaver Cleaver around, uh, you know, some of these, where you got to pull permits and municipalities and stuff. Um, I'll show up. I'll be like, uh, brought your wife a box of chocolate. Right, right. Yes. Um, yeah, just maybe, um, you know, maybe we can get that PVC approved to cross under the driveway, right? right. Sir? Dude, and you're going to make friends uh, that are going to last forever. When I bought the land, Disgrace Land, I ended up making a lot of friends I would have never met, except for I met them along the way, building stuff, heavy equipment operating, putting together the outbuilding, learning how a dam works, how, a, how you put in culverts, you know, from Bible Mike to, I mean, it literally goes and goes. I, it would take me 10 minutes to, to mention everybody. And but they've all become really great friends. Uh, and, and I feel like they're going to be friends forever because you you're all have a like-minded thing, and that's creating something. Oh, yeah. I'm taking pictures of everybody. I take a headshot with my phone. And they're like, well, why do you need my picture? And I go, because you're going to be on the wall of fame in my garage Yeah. of someone who helped build this place. They're like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. You uh, So where are you at now? Right, like right now, where are you at in the house building? Are you, are you through rough? Are you at the beginning of it? Or are you in the finish? Like, where are you we're, at? We're uh, just in the permit stage. And we just turned our plans in last week. And so we're waiting on plan approval. Uh, you know, there's insurance. There's all of the municipalities, gas, water, power, uh, sewer. So talking to all of those folks. So we're probably about six weeks away from breaking ground. And then what, what do you think it'll take you, three months? For the house bill? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably about 16 months 16 uh, you know i guess i'm so used to, you know what here's i'm sorry the reason i say three months is i'm so used to being on a roughing crew for an x amount of days and then you walk away i'm not even considering that what happened after we left <laughs> yeah sorry about yeah, that it'll be about, hopefully we're in by next christmas of 23 yeah hopefully Dude, I keep, threatening to bu- I keep threatening to build a house out there. Listen, if you do, or now that you are doing it, you better have some cool hidden doorways, ridiculous stuff that a childish brain knows as a man. It's your house. This is you to build. Like, if you don't have a secret walkway or a hidden room or a tunnel that goes somewhere, I'll be wildly disappointed. How about a bunker? Good man. Good man. Bunker. Yeah. Got a bunker. I always figured it would be the worst kept super secret bunker in the world if I had one. I'd be like, hey, guys, I have a secret bunker. Come over and look at it. Because. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, I, you just don't know what the world's going to bring. So it's like, yeah, you know, in case something happens, sure. we're good. Yeah. And I'm just genuinely childish. I would just, I just want something that looks like a bookcase that opens up into another room. I just, it just seems, 
if I'm going to go through the expense and the, the trouble of building a house, I want something that people go, wow, not this is a big house or this is a nice house. This is a really weird house that, you know, the stairs go straight up and, you know, just like the, the Adam or the, uh, the Munsters and you can walk through into a whole basement where grandpa lives. <laughs> were you a fort kid? Did you build forts when you were a kid? Nonstop, man. We would go take scrap from construction sites and build them in the woods. You know, there'd always be an easement woods over there and you'd hide your dirty magazines over there and your cigarettes. And, you know, we, you'd, you'd hang out over there. And, I mean, it, it was nonstop. It, it started with, you know, sheets and blankets and chairs when a little kid and then turns into cardboard boxes and then turns into scrap wood, you know? Yeah, no, building stuff is, is, is the best. It's, it's the most fun. It's, and, and some people love it and some don't, but I do love it. Well, Michigan winters here, I built a, a A-frame in my backyard for uh, uh, sophomore year of high school. And my dad called it the wooden monster in the backyard. <laughs> That's a wooden monster. That's not a fort. <laughs> so uh, it event- eventually it burned down my senior year. Someone left a cigarette butt in it. it right. It was a mysterious but, uh, fire. It was your dad. <laughs> your dad yeah, got rid of it. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. My brother always says he was the one who did it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, we. Um, I was a fort kid here in Michigan. You know that was. Uh, yeah, but you do. You start out with blankets and chairs. And then, uh, you know, you stake them, you get a rope, and you put them between the fences in your backyard, and you stake, you know, you throw yep. a sheet over the rope, stake it down. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, it, I'm cool. telling you, it's yeah. always fun. It's, uh, and now, kids, let me tell you, kids have it easy to have given this gift out so many times. It's, uh, they have these shapes. Sometimes it's like a flying saucer or a tent, but you've, you, it has a fan hooked into the actual parachute material. And all you do is plug it in as a parent, and it's separate. It's got a little tunnel, so a kid can't reach it. And it literally inflates a fort for them in the living room that fits into a bag the size of a bag of peas. It's the great. I bet That's I've awesome. given 20 of these away to kids at this oh, point. Oh, you got to shoot me that link. That's cool. Oh, dude, it's, it's fantastic. I will definitely send it to you. Uh, and dude, if I get, you know what? I'm about half tempted to threaten you with showing up there and just helping you work for a few days just, just to do it. You should. Michigan summer, we're on the water. Our property's on Lake St. Clair. And, um, you know, we have a beautiful boat, and we can pull up to the property on the boat. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty spectacular on the Great Lakes uh, in the summertime. Come on up. Dude, I'll tell you what. always welcome. I love to build and die. I'm just... I'm glad you're doing okay, man. It's uh, it's been a, it's been a year. It's been a hard one. Oh, oh, holy cow! I can't let you go yet because I just finished the goddamn Matt Sorum book. Oh, yeah. Jeez. What? You know, he lied. He lied about. Uh, That's what I thought. Knocking me out. That's what I thought. He didn't knock me out. I've been knocked out. I've I've been a hockey player my whole life. I right. still skate every Saturday morning. I remember the times I've been knocked out, and that wasn't one of them. See, the, I was pissed reading people. that. Yeah, there were 10 people at my house that night, and his version of the story is a little warped. Um, but don't lie. He didn't knock me out. Yeah. It took me me and two other guys to drag him out of my house. And his ex-girlfriend, Chelsea, is really upset that he lied about that. Um, and she's been tweeting about it. Um because it's just a lie. He didn't knock me out. No. And I don't know why he would make that up, you know. I liked Matt until that night. And then he just, Stamos always told me, he said, you know, Matt's a great guy until he starts drinking. So just remember that. And, you know, he uh, he got in a lot of trouble that night 
Um, but I wasn't the one he punched. He, he uh, I'll let I'll let your imagination figure out yeah. uh, what he did. Well, look, I remember you. I remember you telling me the story early on in our friendship of him throwing all the stuff in your pool and you tossing him out, yeah. and then him trying to apologize and you going, "No, I don't. We're, we can't be friends. We can't be friends." That's what I told him. Yeah. No, I I read that and I was like, I don't feel like this is how it. Not to mention the fact that you're a lot bigger than he is, and I'm like. This is a Michigan kid who plays hockey. I go, Coulier will knock his goddamn ass off if he decides to get cute. It's it's fun to wear tough clothes, Matt, but that doesn't make well, you a tough guy. Like you, he's you know, and that drinking and anger. It's also you know he he doesn't admit it in the book. It's a good book, but he doesn't admit that that's what cost him the job in Guns and Roses. Axel hated him because he he kept shooting his mouth off when he was a hired gun and he wasn't a real member. Yeah, I just, you know, I was disappointed that he lied about that. Yeah. You know, hey, if you've knocked me out, I probably deserved it. And, you know, I've been knocked out uh, in many a hockey game coming up, you know, because I, I am not a good fighter. And, uh, you know, if you pop me with a shot in the jaw, I'm going down. And I remember those times, but that was not one of them. Yeah, of course. You want me to, hey, um, you want me to punch him in the face if I see him? <laughs> By the way, he is bigger than me. Is he? He is bigger than me. Yeah, he's bigger than me. Yeah. I see. I've met him, and for whatever reason, in my head, I think of you, and and you're a good size. You're a tall guy. Like I don't, I don't remember him being of a good size. Or so for whatever reason, I, maybe it's you know what it might be personalities, man. Sometimes we view people in our heads as as bigger because they're they're stand up big good guys, and then sometimes smaller because you just don't think much of them. Yeah. No, he could knock me out. I'm not saying he couldn't. But he didn't that night, so that that's not true. Anybody who's read that book, that's that's not a true story. And you know, his ex girlfriend Chelsea has debunked that as well because she was there, and she's like, "Why is he lying?" You know, I said, "Well, I don't know, man. Lies can sell books, I guess." Can you imagine? <laughs> I make someone I go shoot this video for Dave. I'm doing this for Dave, and I just we just end up in, in the whole thing in the studio. <laughs> hey, um. A couple of things coming out. One is the Bob Saget Netflix. Uh, you know, there's a, a really nice tribute to him coming out. Great. Um, on Netflix. And that's coming out, I think, in a few weeks. It's really good. Some really good heartfelt stuff in there. And Chappelle's in it. Jim Carrey, Chris Rock, me, Jeff Frost, uh, Stamos. Um, there, there's some really, uh, I think... Uh, I think Mary Kate and Ashley, they were there, so I'm pretty sure that they'll make the cut unless they don't want to be in it. But it's some really interesting, reflective stuff about Bob. Some tears and lots of laughs. Uh, so that's really cool. And then I, I just finished starring. That's such a weird word for me to say about myself. But uh, I just finished a, a new series for Sony, which is called... Um, uh, live and local, and I play a curmudgeon radio host. <laughs> I wonder where the inspiration came from. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew my beard out, and uh, it's about a guy who's number one in the market in a very small market on a faith-based radio station, and he's uh, he's not going to change. So they want him to do social media, and they want him to do all the Internet stuff, and he's just not budging. And it's a real departure for me. 
playing a curmudgeon character. Yeah. Um, but it's really funny. And we sh- they built a radio studio. Excellent. Uh, for us. And we've got, uh, you know, five cameras in the studio. And so it's a little bit like the Larry Sanders show where when we stand down and we're off air, it goes to handheld coverage. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's shot like um, The Office or the Larry Sanders show. Really interesting. I'm really proud of it. And, and um, that will be out in July. I'll be talking about it on um, Good Morning America, the Today Show. I can't and- wait. I can't wait for this because, you know, obviously – uh, it, there's it, there's no way anybody could miss it. I'm a huge WKRP fan, and and we haven't had a great show like that. And that's a great that's a great way to to get back into that medium and the idea of it all. And uh, I think you're going to be great at it. I can't I, honestly I can't wait to see it. Where, what uh, what network or what uh, what stream is going to go to? It's for Sony Affirm, which is kind of their faith based programming, and uh, it will be on Pure Flix. And you got to do a little work to find it, but you know they're a new streamer for Sony, and um, that's where it's going to be. But it's called Live and Local, and and plus sign, so five plus local. Um, but it's it's pretty neat. It's a real departure for me, and it was uh, tons of fun. And um, I'm also an executive producer of the show, so I'm really proud of it in a number of ways. But um, it's really cool, and and that. Faith-based market is really underserved, so this is great programming uh, for the whole family. It's really cool. Well, listen, hopefully it can cross, too, because uh, this will be a huge shock to you, Dave. Uh, I don't know where any of my faith-based programming is on my cable system. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to find it. But, but I, you know, either. F- funny is funny. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to do, do great and start there. But, man, I mean, for me, my instant thought is that I want to see it out uh, among everything. Because funny is funny, good is good, and, and entertaining is entertaining. And, you know, we don't get, you know, we don't get preachy in it at all. No, it's man. that kind of the commercials and stuff, you know, is kind of an underlying background, but it's not preachy at all. Right. I mean, you, you rarely hear us even mention anything, you know, um, but it's, like you said, funny is funny. Yeah. It's really interesting visually. And um, you won't even notice that it's on a faith-based network. Dude, I can't wait. By the way, my side jam, and I do this all the time. Do you, there's a, a televangelist named Peter Popoff. Have you ever heard of this guy? No, but what a great name. Dude, I sign up for this charlatan stuff, and I get the greatest letters from him. I, t- I sent him a deal said, I want you to pray for my gambling addiction. And then I sent my girlfriend's address in with her name and her address, her self-pollution, pornography, masturbation addiction. And I've been signing my friends up, and he sends these incredible letters. I got Holy water to foil package. I got plastic corn to plant my seed. I've got, uh, I just got um, anointing oil that I'm supposed to rub on my forehead. Uh, I save these letters in a file because for whatever reason, I am just fascinated with that aspect of it all. It's, uh, it is so weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. But just side note, I just I'm, you have to look this guy up, Peter Popoff. And, and I'm, I'm gonna Google him right now, man. Are you kidding? Sign uh, yourself it's, up. It's, it, it sounds crazy. Sign yourself up so you can read what he will send you. You, it, it will be more. You will have. It will give you so many ideas. I think for the for the if if you do guys do a second season of this, like the idea that this guy then meets that guy. Like I'm telling you, you got to read this. It's so over the top oh. and and over. 
you're just like, who is buying this crazy? I mean, it's super fantastic. Supernatural wealth and respect is coming your way if you'll just plant a financial seed. <laughs> and I love that you sent your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because it always what references what you complained about in the first, or like, I've been praying for you and your gambling problem, you degenerate, you know. And and so she's getting letters that are like, you are touching yourself, and you're you're. It's just not what Kraft wants you to do with your hands. He'd want you to do. <laughs> That's how we all got here by touching ourselves. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they take that away from me, dude, and I don't want to live. Come on. <laughs> I just pulled a little practical joke on my wife. We got a Tesla, and you can program the horn to make a fart sound. Yes. Yes. And so it's my wife's car. So she didn't know that that was an option, that that was a feature on the car. And you can take it. it it'll, there's like a fart randomizer, so each one is a different sound. So <laughs> you can also make it so when the turn signal blinks each time, a different fart comes out. Oh. So I programmed it. And she goes, what? She gets home. She goes, what did you do to my <laughs> And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, you know what you did. And I go, I go, did you make a lot of turns today or something? <laughs> That's so great, dude. That is yeah, so great. Yeah. In the old days, my buddy said that they used to, and I'd never seen it in person, but he said you could find there was a way to wire the horn back to your brake light, to your brake pedal. So every time you'd step on the brake, it would make your horn fire in the older cars. <laughs> it, 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 every stoplight, the dude in front of you thought you were being a giant a-hole like because you're standing on your brake and going, Arr! yeah. Dude, I love it. I love it. Listen, I love you. I, listen, tell me you're going to get an improv date. I know you're building the house. You've got your TV show that's, that's happening in, in just a month. But when, when are you going to get to Kansas City? I don't know. I did a military tour, uh, which finished in December. I did 24 U.S. Air Force bases. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of burned me out for a while. And I, I started a new company called Grilled Cheese Media. And we just sold our first uh, series called Yum Yum. It's an animated series for kids. So, you know, I'm kind of behind the scenes right now. I, what I want to do is put together a whole act about baby boomer stuff. Um, and just do it for the baby boomers in the world. Sure. Because uh, we get made fun of. But it's there's some really funny stuff there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, so that that's kind of what I'm uh, scheming to do next. Dude, I feel better. Good, man. I do. I really, I genuinely feel better. Thank you. Well, thanks for all that love about Bob. I mean, that's really touching to hear that and you know so many people are going through so many tough times this past couple of years and it's just boy i'll tell you i can't love people enough right now right uh it world needs it yes yes it does mike all right listen i'm gonna stay in touch uh and we're gonna find a way to get together uh, even if i gotta come to michigan so uh again time is time is everything and I've, i've never been more aware of that well brother uh Lots of love to you and, and your listeners, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, sir. I love you guys. Stay there. The great, legendary Dave Kouyet. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.